0: Welcome to Results May Vary. One thing we've been thinking about as people navigate this complex world of a global pandemic is the vaccine itself. So what we've observed is people are receiving their first doses of vaccine. Obviously, there is major backup and delay in the vaccination process. However, what we're observing in the healthcare arena is tremendous joy attending and being in these vaccination clinics, there is a excitement. There is a feeling that's profound. It's very different as people line up and arrive. That's sort of an apprehension moment. And then after they've waited and made sure there wasn't a major allergic reaction, they walk out with an incredible sense of joy and optimism and excitement. We know that people coming in are coming in Scared, uh, they may have suffered tremendous loss, and and maybe some people are coming that have been literally in their house alone for months and months and months and months. That said, there's a lot of people that have no access to the vaccine, so we thought we'd dedicate this episode to life design as it relates to vaccination, because it's this perfect moment in time where the constraints are going to change what you can do. And what you were able to do is going to change dramatically once you're vaccinated. So we believe this is an interesting life design moment and would love to open it up with Katya and Tracy and discuss what we think this means for life design. Katya, I know you're working a lot with your clients in this space and it's really a duality right now where we're seeing fatigue, exhaustion, and yet there's this light that's glimmering and the glimmer is either small or large. So I'm just curious from your life design perspective and your coaching perspective, what you're observing with your clients in the world?
1: Yeah, what I'm observing actually is it gets harder when you get closer to the finish line. And so this glimmering of the vaccination and the uncertainty of when people will be able to access it, and then the drain from the intense marathon of the pandemic Is creating a stop, start, stop, start, stop, start. Can I dare to dream? Can we make plans? And the uncertainty is actually creating a new form of stress. So that's happening. And then the other thing that's happening, which is why I'm so excited, Chris, that you're sharing your experience and what you see is because it's almost as though you are already in the future, And the rest of the population is finding its way there. And so as the pioneer, you know, and the light bearer ahead, it's really wonderful that we can broadcast this to give people a sense of what can become possible. And while at this time, there's a dissonance between this desire to create and the everyday. And so what I've told clients is expand your thinking so that you can have both this desire to create and acknowledge the pain that you're going through. Otherwise, it's whiplash between both. And that whiplash is very exhausting. And so it looks like imagining what you desire, whether it's travel or, you know, really having that inventory of desires and what's the first thing you'll do when you're vaccinated or, you know, just really having that inventory and then being a little loose, holding it loosely on when that's going to happen. But we know for certain it will happen. And even me personally... I'm such a hugger. (laughs) I joke about, I'm going to go on a big worldwide hugging tour. The
0: the world should know that Katya and I did meet shortly this week to do an exchange of a microphone for the podcast, and it was the most uh, difficult thing to see each other and not hug each other. It was was in some ways beautiful, in other ways awful, it felt. uh,
2: And I will say that Katya is one of the best huggers.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Actually, for those of us who are still waiting the vaccinations, I've come up with a pandemic hug. What you do is you put your hand on your heart and you start to create circles and rub your heart and generate all the warmth. And then you take your hand and you point it to the person you're hugging and you're doing it at the same time. So you're sending love (laughs) while getting the oxytocin. (laughs)
0: back. diving back, though, to where you were, you know, those tears were brought by that uncertainty is in a weird way, becoming even more uncertain as you get close to this understanding, because it's, it's unclear how long will the vaccination last? When will I get it? What's it mean? How protected am I? Are the people around me vaccinated? Are they not vaccinated? What's that mean? Do I still wear a mask? Yes. You know, do, how, do, how do I behave? It just introduces even more questions. But I, I'm, I, I don't want to put words in your mouth. Tell me, tell me where you were going with those tears and what was coming up for you.
1: You know, when you get close to the end, when you've been holding a burden, you don't know how heavy it was until you put it down. Mm. And it's that feeling of we're getting so close so we can start to imagine putting it down. And it's in that moment you realize, holy, whew, what have we all been through? All of us. All of us. That's why it's incredibly transformative. This is global.
0: You know, the design process we've talked about is quite simple. Is understanding your constraints, getting really creative with those constraints, trying something out. And I do think it pairs quite nicely with the vaccination schedule, coincidentally. And and one thing uh, that I'd wish for for all of us is knowing that the, when you know that there's a date coming, you've literally booked the first vaccination appointment. You know you're going in. My sense is that that's an amazing time to do some inventory checking. A lot of people, despite... The pandemic have found some benefit somewhere, which was things like, I don't miss commuting to work. I have spent more time with our daughter. You know, what's the inventory of things, despite this not being maybe a popular thing to say is there are things that we'll want to take forward that we've learned in the pandemic. And then there are things that we dearly miss that we're, we'll go into. But that first phase being one of which we want to take inventory of what's worked for us and what we miss it's a precious opportunity. And then there's the time between vaccination one and vaccination two. What happens between those vaccination appointments? And then finally, 10 days after the second vaccination appointment, you're considered at at the current rate, 95% protected. So that is where things start to open up. Tracy, I'm wondering, how would you see that overlaying with life design? And how could results may vary? Listeners leverage this as as a design opportunity?
2: Well, first, I want to say just to the point of people not feeling so great right now is don't feel like you have to be doing anything, right? Like right now, I think it's okay to just sort of allow your nervous system to feel the feelings and to give yourself some time to rest. And then when you you know, you know get the opportunity to have the vaccine, I do think that that's a really amazing window of time. To be applying the design process. So, like you mentioned, you know, there's a couple of weeks in between the first shot and the second shot. And so I know that you guys have been doing some work around that time period. I think that's a really good time for people to use that inventory list that Katya talked about and then, you know, experiment in those two weeks. What do you, what do you want to take from what you've learned? What's important not to leave behind? I think. We all kind of know that there's no going back to how things were before. There will be things that we go back to, of course, but, but the world has changed quite literally. All of us have changed from this experience and we've learned and we've grown. And so what are the lessons that you want to take and carry forward? So many people have moved, right? They've realized that the life that they were living might not be the life that they want to have moving forward. So it doesn't have to be a big thing like that, but, just being mindful during this time period of what you want to carry forward. And then using that period of time in between the shots as sort of a contemplative state and preparing yourself for the future, I think is a really great, just discrete period of time that you can use to your benefit.
0: Yeah, well said. Katja and I had talked about this idea of psychological prototyping, which is a really fancy way to say, putting on a different hat before you actually make the move. So for some, that might be a career change. But as you've pointed out, maybe that's as simple as, hey, we've been cooking at home during the pandemic, and we want to keep doing that. Or we're going to add Friday nights. Uh, That's our new out night.
2: Yeah, like Sasha Sagan had mentioned taking her daughter to the the woods on the weekends, and then her daughter being like, hey, can we do this even after the pandemic? It's like, yeah, absolutely.
0: (laughs) I think you make a great point around not adding another burdensome thing to do, and that the vaccination is one that does bring energy. There is a sense of relief that's hard to explain. Once that's happened, your your world does open up in some expected ways. And as Katja mentioned early in the call, I work in healthcare and surrounded by healthcare people. And one of the reasons we're doing this is to help a lot of other people get vaccinated. So we've been at the vaccination clinics and running prototypes of those vaccination clinics. It is a remarkable place to be right now. We have many, many healthcare workers volunteering their weekends. They don't have to be there. They're going there because there's joy there. That's where they wanna be. You can feel it. They wanna be able to deliver life back to people. It is really encouraging. And I know, as Katja said, that can sound really foreign, but those are truly special places to be right now.
2: Knowing that you have been on the forefront and telling us about the future and that the future looks bright has been one of the things that has kept me optimistic during this period of heaviness. And Katya, I think you really described it well of recognizing how heavy the burden is that we've been carrying and knowing you're so close to the finish line and knowing that you have to like keep carrying that baggage. I'd love to hear a little bit more about what you've been telling your clients to do.
1: Yeah, an expression I have is pay attention to where you put your cursor. So I fundamentally believe that our attention, where we put our attention, is a really important currency that we have in how we create our days and how we create our life. And so if you put your cursor on, I don't know when I'm going to have the vaccination or the next few months, but instead, if you start putting your cursor let further down after this transformation has occurred, what are you looking forward to? And that really helps people tap into this joy, right? Put your cursor further down the line when you're on the other side of this and give yourself permission to daydream. You know, kids are so good at daydreaming, my goodness. It really does us a lot of good at this time to go back to activities that give us a sense of play, a sense of creativity, and a sense of wonder. And so daydreaming, fantasizing, exploring, what do you wish for? But you can do that when you put the cursor further down the line. Every single one of us is welcoming this new life. And so if you take it with that lens, start to explore in that way every day.
0: In a weird way, an experience you had through vaccination where the world hasn't changed that much yet because the world's catching up, right? So there's a There's a little bit of a letdown in it, to be honest, Which is like, yeah, all right, let's do this. And you look, you know, you look left, right and like, oh, it's still Groundhog's Day. It's still, you know, nothing's actually changing around you that much. And it will be slow to change. It's not like it's not like all of a sudden the day is July 1st. Everyone can travel. You know, it won't. It's not going to happen that way. It's going to happen slowly and it's going to happen in a way that's not synchronized. You may have one family that's. Further along than another family member, so even within a family unit, that's going to be challenging. Kids, we haven't talked about kids. They're much further down in terms of the process of doing clinical trials for kids. Uh, there's a lot of reasons behind that that we won't go into a lot of detail here about, but they're they're trailing the adults uh, on being able to be vaccinated. So, yeah, it's uh, it is a really interesting. I can't think of a better design challenge. It's it's hairy and hard and weird and uncertain but as this group has talked about a lot it's all about iterating forward just keep going forward do it a day at a time think about it a day at a time and we've got a lot of prior guests that have taken different stances some are the take tiny tiny habits approach others think much bigger about life change and and creating your own trigger point to make the change it's tricky i find there's a lot of small things like a Sitting next to my dog right now, and he's he's a bit older. And one of the things I really appreciate in COVID is been able to spend way more time with this guy <laughs> than I would have otherwise. And these are his important years. He doesn't get as many as we do, you know.
1: Yes, I think inventory of the simple things is is key. And I wanted to add two more things. One is as you're doing that inventory of simple things, one of the practices that we spoke of early on as this, as this global event started to take off is noticing people redesigning their life according to their core values. And there was a first journey of, wait a second, people have had a chance to really get close to what matters to me. What's my why? This simple pleasure, this little thing brings me great joy. This other burden, I don't need to take that on anymore. That was just designed out of habit, but I don't want to take that into this new life. And so going back to your values, going back to what matters to you, going back to what brings aliveness to you is is the way you identify your own core values. And looking at that is also a wonderful practice, something that everyone in our audience can do. I think it's brought up the value of connection and and intimacy and what is meaningful in your own life versus just going through a rote recipe that you're told to always follow. The other thing I wanted to add is this is very historic and we can choose to live it fully. And as a dear friend of mine said, he said, I'm taking records of everything because this is making me a fascinating ancestor. He created a he created a time capsule for his great-grandchildren and and he really went for it and that's living it fully. I was talking to my father a few weeks ago on this specific topic. He'll be 82. And he said to me to my great surprise, he was grateful for the lessons he learned early on in his life and he was a baby and an early and a young child during the war in Europe. And I said, "Why?" And he said, "Because it gave me so much experience, so much richness, so much perspective on how long and rich a life is and what you become grateful for.
0: I'd love to turn the tail end of our conversation here. The last few minutes we have here, I'd love to turn it to, you know, a question we like to talk about, which is, all right, so what do we do on Monday uh, coming out of this and some some practical things? So yeah, we'd love to share ideas with you guys. A few things that that was thinking about were that inventory of simple things. So let's say you no, You do know now that vaccinations on the horizon depends right now it changes by the day in terms of what date that's going to be.
2: At least we know now that we've secured in the U.S. at least we've secured enough for everybody.
0: Yeah, it's safe to say by most likely May, maybe latest June. And if you're ambitious, April, people will of a, a, a big majority of Americans will have access to at least the first dose. With that, we know that this is a good time to to do that inventory of simple things. I think, Tracy, you give some very sound advice about maybe it's about doing nothing and putting in place your sort of do nothing plan. <laughs> That's totally OK.
2: I think, you know, Katya had a good point around like use this time to daydream and fantasize. But that doesn't mean that you need to be taking big, bold actions if your body is telling you that it needs to rest for right now. Looking ahead for what we're planning for the rest of the season or the new season is, is really helping people kind of step their way through. So we'll be getting guests that will be looking at, you know, what does it mean after the vaccination? How do we take these daydreams that we've come up with and these small actions and actually turn them into the future that we want to create for ourselves because we're not bystanders to our future. We're the creators of it. So what happens next is, is truly up to us. And we have such a blank slate to make something new and exciting happen. I think about, you know, what happened after the Spanish flu, it was the roaring twenties, right? So what is, what is our roaring twenties going to look like? I'm so, I'm so curious and I'm so excited to able to make that happen
1: you are also feeling the buzz of that i mean that's just percolating and waiting to come out so i'm really looking forward to that while we're creating on this blank slate my wish is to have that attitude of playfulness and enjoyment as you're going through it and not take yourself so seriously so you can try out more things i mean that's the whole point of this transformation i would say is also for us all to lighten up as we create
0: Tracy and Katja, thank you for your thoughts. I always enjoy these conversations and look forward to getting this out to the world. You guys are the best.